Buenos dias from Gracia. This is the Rorschach Spain update from the 4th of May, 2023. Quick summary of what's going down in Spain. Kicking off in the capital, the atmosphere is tense after the 2nd of May parade or Fiestas de dos Mayo, reflecting the lack of harmony between the government of Spain and Isabel Diaz Ayuso, president of the community of Madrid. The annual parade takes place to commemorate the 1808 uprising where the people of Madrid rose against French occupation. Usually, all the important figures are invited via royal decree. But one man was left off the roster this year, Felix Bolaños, minister of the presidency of Spain. Still, despite not being invited, he went, but was prevented from accessing the authorities' gallery where the rest of the VIPs were. This caused a lot of criticism. As Moncloa, the central government, accused Madrid of failing to comply with the royal decree, which states that a general order of precedence at events should be adhered to. Basically, Bolaños should have been invited because he has more precedence than Ayuso herself in official activities. You want to know more about the Spanish order of precedence, which is a thing? Link in the show notes. Speaking of breaking with tradition, hitting the news this week is the arrival of the president of Colombia, Gustavo Petro, though it's less about him and more about what he refuses to wear. On Wednesday the 3rd, the King and Queen of Spain hosted a gala dinner with around 100 important guests. As is customary at these types of events, men wear a tailcoat and a bow tie, and women tresses. However, Gustavo Petro politely declined, saying that it is a garment that has to do with elites and is anti-democracy. Traditions are funny things. Do you think this matters? I mean, really. Like, tell us your thoughts. We'd be interested in knowing this. Going back a day, let's talk about 1st of May and how it's marked in Spain. Labor Day, or Dia de los Trabajadores, is a national holiday marked with protests, marches, and demonstrations. Message this May Day to guarantee the Spanish economy continues to grow in the recovery of wages during 2023. So what are workers spending their hard-earned earnings on? Well, according to Fotocasa, third-party housing estate listing site, People living in Spain on average spend around 43% of their annual gross salary on rent in 2022 compared to 40% in 2021, despite an average wage increase of 0.7%. According to their independent real estate portal study, the autonomous communities with the highest percentage of annual gross income, like the Balearic Islands and Catalonia, spend 58% on rent. Given some context, in London, where salaries on average for full-time work are around 40,000 euros a year, which is about 36,000 pounds. Londoners spend about 44% of their annual gross income on rent, 2022. In contrast, in Barcelona, where the average salary is about 31,000 euros or 27,000 pounds, according to this study, people spend around 58% of their annual gross salary on income or rent. Of course, there are many other factors for wages and housing, but rent isn't cheap regardless of where you live in Spain. Want to know if it's going to rain? According to U.S. meteorologists and current meteorologists at El Tiempo.es, Mario Picasso, we need to observe how animals behave. In August, his tweets about the weather forecast left many speechless after he outlined his recipe for knowing when it will rain by observing how cows in Asturias behave, saying that herds of cows rest on the ground to protect the fields because they know the rain will arrive. Regardless of whether you believe this particular theory or not, He's one of the most famous faces on Spanish TV forecasting. This week, he's predicting he's predicting that the unprecedented hot weather we've experienced before will turn cold, telling people to pause getting their summer clothes out as cloudy days and rainfall will lead us into May. It's clear that the weather is unpredictable, but considering Spain's droughts, a little bit of rainfall is not such a bad thing. Just make sure you got an umbrella. 
Moving on, four members of the Spanish NGO Open Arms aboard their Austral ship removed the body of a man from the central Mediterranean route between North Africa and Italy on Friday the 28th. The Austral rescue sailboat was cruising through the route in the Malta jurisdiction on Friday when one of the team members noticed something in the water, which they soon confirmed was the body of a man likely to have died 48 hours earlier. As they were in Malta territory, the NGO contacted them. However, with no response, they were eventually permitted to deliver the body to Lampedusa in southern Italy, the island off southern Italy, 24 hours later, after a lot of back and forth and bureaucracy, which means they were not able to help with other incoming rescues. Next up, rowdy tourists better keep their behavior in check this season as Spain cracks down on antisocial conduct. As of Monday, the 1st of May until October, police in Palma, Mallorca will be starting their yearly campaign to combat excessive tourism as the island tries to break with its infamous association of heavy drinking and partying, especially in Magaluf. But what are the rules? Well, as part of the law on excesses, which also includes some resorts in Ibiza, holidaymakers going all-inclusive are restricted to six alcoholic drinks per day, three drinks per meal. If tourists are caught breaking the rules or arrested for drunken behavior, they could get fined ranging from 1,000 to 6,000 euro. There are also restrictions on pub crawls, advertising, and alcohol serving times. The message is clear. If you want to get overly hammered and be a nuisance, go somewhere else. While tourists are still being welcomed in Mallorca, albeit within reason, a popular local hangout and historical space, Mirador del Turro de la Rovira, locally known as Bunkers in Barcelona, has been overrun by tourists. On Monday, the 1st of May, the last sunset was seen from the top of Bunkers. As of Tuesday, the 2nd, the space will be accessible only from 9 a.m. to 7.30 in the evening, summertime, and until 5.30 p.m. in winter. Influx of tourists and visitors we're looking to drink heavily and cause late-night disruptions that have become too much for the locals who live nearby with a lot of complaints over the years. You can still visit the bunkers during the day. There's an MUHBA Turro de la Rovira Museum where you can learn more about the anti-aircraft space built during the Spanish Civil War to defend the city from the fascists. There's also some fascinating history about the local area Los Canons, which was an informal settlement during the 60s and in general about cheap and public housing around the world. Now for a little more uplifting story. In the Cantabrian prison named El Dueso in Santonia, an animal-assisted therapy, therapy or TACA program to improve inmates' mental health and social well-being has been underway since 2017 and is quite successful. TACA program takes mistreated dogs and asks a small group of inmates to feed, walk, and take care of the dogs for about five hours a day. Once the dogs are rehabilitated, they can be fostered or housed, and new dogs in need come in. Overall, the program's a success, and inmates have said that it's a great way to process their emotions and pass the time. Similar programs can be found worldwide in various different settings. Shifting gears to technologies, specifically leveraging technology for sustainability, olive lovers might know that this fruit holds a special place in mythology and religion. Greek mythology, the goddess Athena, is said to have created the olive tree as a gift to the people of Athens, and in the Quran, it is called a blessed tree. Thus, the olive tree and its produce must be protected, which is exactly what farmers across Spain are trying to do, by leveraging technology to use the tree to its fullest potential. But how? Well, through drones to measure optimal harvest moments and temperature-controlled systems, as well as making full use of water, pulp, stone, and skin, which previously went to waste to make fuel soap, unrefined oils, and biofuels. Powerful stuff. Want to know more? 
link to the International Olive Council discussing the matter in the show notes. That's it for this week. Remember, we have a Mastodon account. If you want one or are fleeing Twitter like everybody, check out our instance, Rorschach.social. If you don't know what Mastodon is or want to know more about it, how it works and why it matters, check out the link in the show notes to our relevant Substack. Hasta la próxima.